0: Hi and welcome to Going Beyond Results. Uh, this is our third episode in this first series. Um, going beyond results we have one simple goal, that's just to empower students to positive outcomes and help them to develop strategies, skills, attitudes, techniques, everything that they need so that they can be successful both in schooling then to take a lot of those techniques forward into their own life um, as they go into university on into the workplace etc. So Over the last two weeks, what we have done is first of all work through a commitment audit. Then we've gone through and we've listed down every single thing that occurs in our week. We've tried to break that down into different groups and put times beside it. So that was a lot about what happened in episode one. In episode two, we started working on getting all of that time, the magic 60 hours that we have available to us outside of school or the workplace, and getting that down in a way that can really balance out our week. Um, with each of the groups. There's lots of me time in there, as well as our study and other things that we're doing, but also giving us a chance to go through the process of proactive, active reflection. We're sitting down at the end of each night, working through how well has today gone? What can I learn from today that I can put into place going forward? What are the changes I can make so things become much, much better? Today, what I want to talk about is that actual process of reflection to go a little bit deeper into how we actually do that reflection process I shared on Facebook um, a copy of a study planner from a student I've worked with one from last uh, term three and and went through and we had a look at what was going on in his life in that week so if you haven't seen that can I strongly suggest jump onto the Facebook page hey while you're there like it and share it that'd be a lovely thing to do um, but have a look at Brett's week and how Brett through the process of proactive, active reflection, scored himself out of 10. Now, whether it's out of 10, it's out of five, you do an A to E, I really don't care what you go through as far as the ranking is, okay. but you just want to be able to have some process where you can put down and say, right, that was a six out of 10. Okay, That's how I feel. Now, there's no criteria for judging what is a six out of 10. That's really going to be your feel for it because what we're looking for is that self-improvement you're going to reflect on this, okay, and make some changes. So let's have a look. On that very first day, Brett scored himself, I think, it's a 5 out of 10. Okay, so he's sitting there and he's got that score. The question now to ask is, what made you give that a score of 5 out of 10? What was it about the day that made it a 5 out of 10? Were there certain things that made it that 5 out of 10? other things that were better than 5 out of 10, but they were dragged down by this. But just to reflect back on what happened in the day. It's a 5 out of 10 sitting there. Why is it a 5 out of 10? What made me give it a 5 out of 10? The second question to ask yourself is, what would make that a 7 out of 10? What could have been changed in that day to turn that 5 out of 10 into a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10? Being slightly better prepared when you walked into that lesson first thing in the morning. Having done your homework. Maybe had a bit more sleep over the weekend so that you weren't tired and and not ready to go. Being on time for class after lunch. Got caught up talking to someone and that put you on the back foot with the teacher and everything else that was happening in the lesson. Working through the change from a five to a seven, gives you some learnings that you can take from us. And we talked about the GLAD process last week, okay? But here's the learning opportunity. What can I do different that will give me a better chance of scoring that seven out of 10, or whatever the score is, as we go forward? Now, this is not a long process, okay? This is possibly just a minute or two's reflection, and part of your glad process at the end of the day just to sit down, you've finished your homework, you're getting organised for the next day. How did I go? I think today's a six out of ten. What I could have done better? Well, I could have done this, 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 but these things went pretty well. How can I change that six into an eight or a nine? Well, I could have done and have that clear in your mind. Now, some people like to, to jot things down and keep a little bit of a journal, uh, all the people I work with, my clients, I give them each a gratitude journal. And so we work in that. That's part of our GLAD process that you might want to find in your diary, in a journal, um, or if you're just doing it mentally, um, that's fine as well. There's a lot of power to writing things down, but um, certainly just reflecting on it each night um, at the end of the day. Now, I'd also say it's very important at the end of the week to reflect on the entire week And the balance of the week. Have a look at the scores. Is there a pattern there in the scores that you can start to pick up on? Now, I know for Brett, one of the big challenges he had was doing homework after hard training. So on those days when he had training after school, he found it very difficult. Come home, have dinner, go downstairs, get out the books, and basically find he was just so tired that he'd go to bed. And so things wouldn't happen. And he started feeling pretty ordinary about that, but also it impacted on his next day as to what was happening in the next day. So if you start seeing there's a pattern in your study planner and the impact certain things are having, then we need to make some changes. Now, for Brett, he was used to getting up early in the morning to go to the gym on certain days. So he started making that a routine that he did that each day in those days when he wasn't going to the gym, he tried to do an hour's homework. He'd get up, get the books out, get himself organised, an hour's homework, and then get organised to go to school. And that then gave him the freedom that he didn't need to be doing the same amount of homework after training, on those nights when he had the heavy training session. The other thing that Brett started to realise was he was going out to his sporting competition way too early on a Saturday. he wasn't required to be there until 12.30 or 1 o'clock for his game at 3 o'clock. But he was heading out hours and hours beforehand. And a lot of times he'd skip his homework that he planned to do first thing in the morning and wouldn't get there. So you need to have a look at that. If that's something that you want to change and it's a choice you make to do that, then that's fine because you are in control of your 60 hours. You've just got to make sure that you've also got that balance in place that you are doing the things that you need to be doing. And if it doesn't work on the Saturday morning before sport to do some homework, then what is the time that's better going to work? Because remember there's still a lot of free hours sitting there available to you. So, that's one week of the study planner um, hopefully you've gone through. If you're just joining the podcast now and have missed the first, go back listen to one and two about 14 15 minutes each one will allow you to set up your study planner. Um, If you really want a copy of uh, my electronic study planner that we use, you can email me at coachgbr1 uh, at gmail.com or contact me through the Going Beyond Results Facebook page and I can send you the Excel, which has got all of the weeks already set up for this semester um, and you can start filling those in and take the benefit of that. Either way, jump in, reflect on the week that was, each day as it was, and what are the small changes you're going to make. And you may not get it perfect, but what we're looking for is that gradual incremental improvement, so that you start getting into a routine. Okay. Second part, when I talk about the study planner and the allocating of homework, a a trap a lot of people fall into is they'll just put down homework, okay, or they might even put down biology and put a two-hour block down. That's a great start, but what I would say can be much more powerful than that is if we start breaking down exactly what we're going to be doing doing, do, doing, okay, exactly what we're going to be doing in that session. So if what I'm working on is um, the analysis component of a prac report, okay, going through, well, let's put that into the study planner, because it's very easy to be at a process where what you do is, I've worked really hard, and then on reflection, you realize the thing you're working really hard on is not the most, the highest priority thing that you need to be working on. So having some clarity about what you're going to achieve in each session, now, I like to really break it down and, okay, in this next hour session, here is my goal. I want to get this, this, and this done. Great. So then I've really got some understanding of how I'm progressing at the end of that session. And it may well be that at the end of the week you find, even though you've done four hours of, let's say, it's biology homework and you've worked on it, there are a lot of components that you need to be working on that haven't been covered. When I work with my students, we talk about T, T, and L, For our homework. What are the things I've worked on today in school that I need to go over? What's coming up tomorrow that I need to be doing some work for to make sure I'm ready and I can get that high-level score on my day because I'm prepared for the day. And the L is for the long term. Now a lot of you will have block exams and things coming up quite soon. It's time to start thinking about that. There's also for those who are in the new ATAR system or in the IB system, you have some major exams at the end of your program, okay? You don't want to be leaving all of them. So it's unit three and four, okay? If you're sitting in um, a maths class, unit three and four, your exam's going to be right at the end. You may have done unit three in September last year or October, okay? So where are you spending time going back over that? Now, you'll notice if you have a look at Brett's um, schedule, he had both biology and his maths. He had long-term study. And that's a good thing. Just putting an hour, two hours of each week, okay, to be getting ready for that long-term study. Again, if you're doing that long-term, I wouldn't just be putting down biology long-term. That's just too broad. Uh, well, what are the things I'm working on? Well, well, I'm going to go back and chapter seven. Now I'm going to go through the first three sections of chapter seven, 7.1 to 7.3, work through the exercises. So getting down some detail, okay? If you are looking at that long-term study, Find a way to break it down. Now, a lot of schools will break down what the the work is that you need to do, um, what are the things you need to cover. Where should your focus be? Is it on the stuff that you don't know anything about? Is it on the stuff that you're pretty good at? That's going to be a personal thing. So you just need to judge what's best for you. I would suggest going through and having a look at each of the sections. If there's a breakdown of learning intentions or something like that, okay, and give yourself a little rating, you know. Do I absolutely know this stuff perfectly? I don't really need to go back over it. Or is this something I'm starting from square one? Or is it somewhere in the middle? But again, building in the long-term study is vitally important. Most people probably have uh, some block exams coming up for like a unit three exam or something like that in in their subjects, which will be coming up in the next few weeks. That should be a part of your preparation now. But you also should be looking for that long-term preparation towards the end of the year. So TT and L, what did I cover today that I need to go over? What am I doing tomorrow that I need to be prepared for? And what are the long-term things I need to be building towards? It's important to continue working with the study planner because it does take a couple of weeks which you can fine-tune and work out exactly what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Okay, so I'd encourage you. Take your study plan. If you've got to set it up on Excel, okay, if you're one of the people who's contacted me to send it through you, you can just simply go and copy that page and dump the whole thing across and then just make the adjustments. Um, That's a really good way to do that. Okay. Or if you'd like to spend the time doing embedded in, then go through that process as well. As we've said, any feedback at all, and I do appreciate, uh, we will be uploading another podcast this week. We've done some um, parent information sessions at some different workplaces and community centres and had some great feedback from parents about things they're concerned about. We will be talking about those in a, in a podcast during this week. Um, but the students who are working with me. Week one, we did our commitment audit. Week two, you've set up your study planner. You should now be able to reflect on that first week of that study planner, make some adjustments, and let's see if we can get that better balance and that better efficiency out of the magic 60 hours that we all have available. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.